0: Hey you, welcome to the Esoterica Podcast. My name is Erica and I'm so glad that you made some time for me. I'm recording on Halloween evening, so this is going to be a spooky session again. Um, Before I get started with today's topic, which is going to be a deeper dive into the intro episode that I produced, um, I want to read for y'all a card from the Halloween Oracle deck from Stacy DeMarco. We've got a full blue moon in Taurus tonight on Halloween night. It's conjunct the planet Uranus, which is the planet that is associated with shocks and surprises, liberation and rebellion and rebelliousness, Let's see what this Halloween Oracle deck has to say for us. I'm pulling the bottom card of the deck Ghost. It deals with regret. Let's see what the book says. Like smoke rising from the ashes, a mist from the sea, the dead are watching. They have come to haunt me. It's really reflective and indicative of the topic of today. I'm going to talk more about my real-life ghost stories a little bit more in depth. Um, the book from Stacy DeMarco, uh, the author of the Halloween Oracle Deck, reads, The traditional definition of a ghost is the apparition of the spirit or soul of a formerly living being. Ghosts can be both in human form, or in animal form, or even occasionally inanimate objects, such as ghostly ships. They've been reported. The belief in spirits and ghosts is extremely widespread across time and culture, and different words such as spiritus, wraith, phantom, and shade have been used to refer to them. Ghosts can be both people that we have known ancestors, for example, who assist us or presences who are bound to a particular place because they have found it difficult to let go even after death. The concept of a haunted house or the cursed place is the basis for many a creepy ghost story. In fact, the most interesting ghost stories often involve a very angry or destructive spirit coming back to wreak its revenge after death. It is said that the spirits that cannot let go of this world have a reason for this. Sometimes it's to warn the living, to guide them, but generally it is because they haven't finished their business here on the plane of the living. They have regrets that they wish they they could resolve. So should the ghost come gliding into your life during this divination session, it may indicate that you have some regrets to let go of holding grudges or regrets is burdensome work and weighs us down eventually. By taking action to free ourselves of these old burdens, we clear the way for more rightful and wise action for our future. We can begin to live fully. We can begin to live again fully if we let go of what was and step into the new possibilities. And there is nothing more bright or beautiful than the moon tonight For you to step out into the light of new possibilities. I read somewhere that the planet Uranus might be visible with the naked eye if you are out in a very um, light deficient area like any street lights or anything like that city lights you're probably not going to be able to see it but if you go out into the countryside where there's not a lot of artificial light you should be able to see it as long as it's not a cloudy night. I'm going to try to look for it tonight. I'm going to hit pause really quick. I'm going to get my notes in order for the session, and I will be right back. Hang tight, y'all. Hey, you. It's me, Erica, with the Esoterica podcast. And I was just going to let you know that I've updated my link tree and now my store is open. If you would like a private reading with me, you can go to the link in my link tree and it will take you to my store and directions are pretty easy from there. I invite you to do that if you're guided to or if you are interested or curious. That would be fun for me and for you. I also encourage you to check out my YouTube channel where I do general readings for the population. They are based on the rising sign, but you should probably check your sun, moon, rising and Venus for particular messages. Anyways, it's only if you feel like it. There's absolutely zero obligation. This podcast is just another extension of the things that I create. I thank you for listening to me. And let's get on with today's topic, ghosts. And by the power of editing, I'm back. I stopped for a few moments to create a little ofrenda on my desk where I am preparing this podcast for you. An ofrenda is like a little altar for the departed. I am currently looking at some lit candles, some crystals. I have a... uh, Preserved but dead rose. I have a small container of Miss Angie's ashes. A couple of snicker bars and a shot of Jägermeister. Just little creature comforts from here on earth that are an honoring um, and an offering to those that are on the other side. I have spent the majority of this month honoring the spirits of the departed, especially through this year because of everything that has gone on globally and the amount of loss that we as a collective have endured, that we still have not stopped to fully mourn. I have taken on a grieving process throughout this month to honor those who have passed this year but also those who are my ancestors and my guides throughout my life. As I stated before, this podcast is an extension from the very first episode that I produced dealing with some su- some really spooky subject matters. And since I'm recording on Halloween evening, I wanted to share with you more in depth the paranormal experiences that I have been dancing with for a while. Hearing the dead. Yes, I can audibly hear the voice of people who have passed on. They speak to me in many different ways, including while I look at pictures. The better the picture quality, the better I'm able to focus. I need a front-facing, open-eyed picture is the best conduit for me. I've been able to look at a picture and ask if their life force is still with us, and the answer I am given is more often than not right. As a matter of fact, I wrestle with this gift daily because I want to help people, and looking at missing people's posters, I usually know. I can't necessarily pinpoint where they're at, but I get a feeling of a location. Like right now, there's a picture on the window of a gas station nearby where I live. And since January of this year, a woman has been missing, and I'm almost certain that she is gone. I feel like she's in the woods and near water, but in Louisiana, that could be anywhere. I'm not very good at, I don't know what to call it, um, spirit seeking, I guess. What I'm trying to say is they find me if they have something to say. So one of the many things on my dilemma list is how do I get this information to the proper authorities without causing any trouble for myself? I've pinged on several missing people who were later found deceased If I can't answer the question with full authority, my assumption is they're still with us. I do my best only to help and not to harm. I would have never been able to speak about little Kayla if I didn't have this clear audience gift. I knew by looking at her missing poster that she was already gone, but I didn't know the extent until the night she woke me up and told me what happened to her before her untimely death. The messages that I received from the other side have saved lives as well. Now, my early childhood is a blur. Um, The most information I'll give right now is that it was a traumatic response to ongoing overwhelming situations. So I don't have a continuous history of being clairaudient or clairsentient as a young child. My parents can't report that to me because I was a child of the 80s. And that is usually synonymous with being raised in child care. But needless to say, as a teenager, I served some real Wednesday Adams realness I told y'all I'm a Scorpio rising. I didn't know it at the time, but I was so fucking on brand. My family moved to a little town called Mooringsport in October of 1995. I was 15 years old, and we were living in a not-so-safe neighborhood, and I happened to walk in on our old house being robbed, so we moved, and moving to Mooringsport was interesting. My mother was working two jobs, and my dad was driving a truck over the road, so I was left to be the caretaker of my two younger sisters, and I took advantage of not having to answer to anyone about anything for my little free time during my free time after school. Now, I told you I was a Scorpio Rising, and I was so fucking on brand. Well, I wore black all the time with matching lipstick. Um, I hung out in the old graveyard that was a couple of houses down from where we had just moved in. And I remember being transfixed on the graves of the children who had died of yellow fever over a century before. I weeped for them. I moved the leaves off their resting places, and I would nap in that old cemetery in Mooringsport, Louisiana. I was drawn to it over and over and over again. I can't say if I was able to hear them or not at that point in my life. Things were really crazy in my world if the only place that I felt refuge in was where the dead lay. Mooringsport is actually where I met my husband, Jeremy. He swears it was love at first sight, and I think I believe him now. Now, as a side note, My mind was very, very chaotic growing up, and I didn't know that that chaos made a normal brain function damn near impossible. I didn't know any of that until I started therapy in May of 2017, and my poor therapist really had to stretch his understanding of what my reality looked like when I waltzed into his office, proclaiming that I would only be there for 10 sessions of EMDR therapy to help me over the mountain of trauma that I had survived but had come crashing back down on me after surviving the fire. I'm still in therapy and making great progress. We're actually cutting back to every other week as opposed to once a week now. Hi (laughs) y'all. I'm a gold card carrying member of the post-traumatic growth gang. (laughs) That sounds like a merch idea to me. The orbs in the shadow people showed up after surviving the house fire. The orbs were something so beautiful that I couldn't bear to try to capture it on camera because I knew the person who was trying to interact with me through those orbs. She had been taken far too soon by a man who felt entitled to dominate all aspects of her life by taking it. Trying to capture the interaction with those orbs, to me, felt disrespectful of Angie And my gut also told me that her daughter would never want to interact with that media. To be completely honest, it would have felt like I was perverting something that was sacred by trying to prove that it happened. I'm way past trying to prove something. I don't do parlor tricks. I'm not a side circus freak show. I honor the people and the spirits that interact with me. I've channeled the man's a man's spirit recently in front of the deceased's mother and daughter. It's something I've never done before, but I had only offered it to Angie and her daughter. I can only guess that Jeff knew that I had offered it at one point and knew that I was capable of doing it because he jumped in the driver's seat of Erica and I don't have memory of what happened. I was exhausted afterwards as well. And also, for those of you who listened to the first episode, Jeff and I have since had a conversation and he understands my absolute need for bodily autonomy. He has since apologized and promises to ask permission before carjacking my body again. Now the shadow people never spoke to me, but they made it very apparent they wanted to be acknowledged. They would pop out of walls and out of the floor, and the ones that I saw were stationary, so they would appear much like a silent jack-in-the-box and just stand where they appeared from. It was most disconcerting at night. I would sometimes wake to things that were falling that shouldn't be falling, or rummaging in things that shouldn't be rummaged in, stomping going up and down the stairs and waking to cabinets in the kitchen that were left wide open. My husband was genuinely freaked out by it and refused to stay at the house by himself. He would regularly ask me, how the fuck do you stay here by yourself, Erica? I honestly now don't know how I did it. I was knee deep in a nervous breakdown over the fire. Those shadow people couldn't scare me any more than I had already been scared by waking up to my house burning down around me and bullets firing as I ran out the door. I felt like I had one foot in the grave due to my near-death experience. It felt like I was Dorothy and I had seen behind the curtain in Oz that those shadow people were not nearly as scary as running through your house on fire or reliving your repressed trauma from childhood that was literally haunting you. I dropped down to 100 pounds, maybe, dripping wet. I was normally running at 125 to 130. That's what I consider my fighting weight. As an astrology side note to this story, Saturn and Ceres were in Scorpio in 2014. Scorpio is my rising sign. And Saturn and Ceres were knocking around my natal Uranus placement at this time as well. I looked like I was sick. I was sick, but I was doing everything I could to convince everyone, especially me, that I was fine. Everything was good. I was blessed and lucky to be alive. No one needed to worry about me. But my coping mechanisms were failing me, and my life kind of crumbled to dust shortly after Angie died. I was fumbling towards failure from the end of 2014 to 2016. So let's shift gears again. Another paranormal gift that I have is that I'm quite good at predicting conception and the gender assigned at birth. I say the term gender assigned at birth because I believe we all get to choose who we want to be as we grow. It doesn't hurt my feelings to use pronouns that make other people happy. They're words and they affirm. I don't mind doing that affirming. I have accurately predicted the genders of my two closest friends' children. In a total, it was two girls and one boy. Two of those three children have been born since I survived the fire. I predicted both of those conceptions accurately, and the genders. That's a lot for a 14-minute discussion, isn't it? It's still really only the tip of the iceberg, but it gives a little more detail. If you follow me on Twitter under my Sweet Tea Astro handle, You can go back and see where I've remarked on different cases and situations and what spirit sometimes does to get my attention. Well, go out tonight, especially if you're listening to this the night that it's released. Go out and look at the full moon and try to see if you can see a faint, pale blue dot near it should be the planet Uranus. If you see it, I would love to see pictures of it. You can interact with me through my link tree. I'm going to take another pause for a break and I'll be back real soon. Hang tight, y'all. is Halloween and tomorrow is All Saints Day. I encourage you to honor your ancestors tonight and tomorrow as the veil is the thinnest. If you practice pagan ways, enjoy your celebrations, be safe. And to all of you out there listening, I encourage you to be kind to yourself and save some kindness for others because we're all going through private battles in our world that some of us may never speak about, to another living soul, and we're all out here trying to survive the shit show that is 2020. Take care of yourselves, and I'll be back soon for another episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. Take care, y'all. Bye.